Welcome back to Mommyhood Redeemed. It's been a while since we've recorded as we've been busy with summer vacations and all that goes with summer, but we're so thrilled to be back with you guys. And I'm here with Vanessa. Hey guys. And well, 2020 has been one for the books, kind of crazy how much has really changed and how life looks now and how many unknowns there seems to be all around us. Seriously, I don't, I don't think uh, things could change so much in such a short amount of time, but here we are with the ever-changing day-to-day, and I think if we're honest, there have been many times, at least for myself, that I have found myself grieving for what once was normal life and um, even feeling hopeless sometimes, and that's what brings us to today's podcast. We thought for the sake of our own souls and in hopes to encourage yours as well that we would tackle the subject of our eternal hope and perspective. I think Peter said it well in 1 Peter 2, verse 10, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day that he visits us. And I think that's exactly what we as believers have to remember, that this is not our home. We're sojourners, we're exiles, we're aliens. And in a time like this, I don't think it's ever felt more real. It is so true. And yet as Christians and as mothers, it's easy to lose focus and forget that we are aliens, that our home is not here, and that this world will never satisfy the way that Christ and all of eternity with him will. So where does the problem lie? Why do we find ourselves hopeless, discouraged, and frustrated in times like these? Well, often it's because first we failed, we have failed expectations. How many times in life, in relationships with our spouse, the daily lives with our kids, in friendships, even in the day-to-day routine, do we find ourselves frustrated because we are let down? Our expectations weren't met the way we wanted them to be. But here's where I want to challenge your thinking. Should we have expectations for this world, for the day-to-day lives we're called to live that are devoid of eternity? Biblically speaking, no. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We are called, like Christ, to deny ourselves, to pick up our crosses daily, and to follow him. And that means in our marriages, in our friendships, in our parenting, in our day-to-day routines, our heart should be selfless service as unto the Lord. Sin is a reality, and in a fallen world, it taints everything we come in contact with, and it always will. That means that every day will meet us with disappointments and letdowns. That is just the hard truth, and as long as sin remains, so does the curse and pain that come along with it. In fact, if we're orienting our thinking biblically, our expectation should be that in this world, we will have trials and tribulations. That is just the truth. If the world hated Christ, they will hate us too. That means that when we stand for truth, when we call evil evil, the world calls it good, and we are seen as bigoted and harsh, we have to remember that standing for Christ comes with persecution. And in a world and country that loves and praises sin, that is moving far, far away from morality 
and searing the conscious consciences God gave them, we have to realize that persecution for standing for Christ is going to come more frequently. And maybe even from those that we wouldn't have expected to come from. But sweet sister, no matter what expectations are failed on the day to day, big or small, or how hard our lives appear here on earth, we can take heart because we know and trust the good and faithful God who holds the universe in the palm of his hand. We can trust the Savior who began a good work in us and will be faithful to complete it. Jesus himself encouraged us in this pursuit. In John 16, 33, it says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So expectations for the Christians must be grounded in biblical reality. We must rest in the reality of unmet expectations, knowing there is a providential purpose in all things. I remember when we had our first kiddo, um, it was a whirlwind delivery and our sweet boy was in the NICU and this might seem a little, a little small, but I know for mamas that are having babies, it's, it is a big issue. And I had dreamed of nursing a baby and was so excited for the opportunity to use my body the way the Lord created it. And, um, because our baby was five weeks early, he struggled to eat and was unable to successfully latch a nurse. And I tried desperately hearing breast is best. And so I pumped around the clock and I read books and I reached out to lactation consultants and friends and Facebook pages and did everything I could. And I can say that I enjoyed none of the struggle and I was just miserable. The huge expectation that nursing should be easy and natural caused major guilt and failure to rise in my heart and mind. And I had only had a son for a few months and already failed, felt like I failed at being a mother. It was a very dark road. And, you know, I think as we have talked about many times on this podcast, the Lord is still good. And he was there every moment, every dark step I took, every struggle, every midnight feeding that lasted three hours because I couldn't get him to latch the Lord opened my eyes and caused me to see that the way my baby is fed does not determine anything. He had this planned out and my expectations should be Christ focused, flexible and ready for his roadmap and not my own. Hmm. Thanks for sharing that. I think that all of us as mothers can relate to so many unmet expectations and some that are, and some that are small mm-hmm. and just so important to just rest in God's God's roadmap right. for our lives and trust that it's good. So secondly, I think that so often we misplace our hope. As much as we would never admit it, we put a lot of hope in this world, in our comfort specifically. And when in times like today, some of that has been stripped away, we realize how far we've actually gone from the biblical truth of where our hope should be. Psalm 33, 20 through 22 says, we put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. And that is 
is where our hope needs to continually be found. When we find our joy stripped from us because our comforts have been or our material possessions have been, our health, our relationships, our quote-unquote American freedoms, whatever it is, we recognize just how misplaced our hope has been. And our hearts will only find rest and peace and comfort and that true, unshakable joy when they hope in God our redeemer and our friend and not in the things of this world or in the people of this world or in the circumstances that we're in because he is the only one who will not fail us. He is the only one who will not forsake us. He is the only consistent constant one, no government official, no country, no marriage, no child parent relationship, no friendship or worldly pleasure is ever going to satisfy and bring us that unshakable joy the way the gospel has done for us. And lastly, that misplaced hope often results in a skewed perspective. We have a temporary one. The truth is our perspective really drives so much of our thinking and our behavior. Lauren and I were just, she was encouraging me this the other day. In fact, um, we also did a podcast on this entire topic, but we wanted to remind ourselves just um, of the importance of having the right perspective of you too, of what it means to have that eternal perspective and how we need to shift our thinking and how that can change really everything. A proper Christian worldview is uniquely focused heavenward. Though some would deride this as escapism, you know, you're not living in the present or the reality you're living in some la la land. It's exactly what scripture commands. In Colossians 3, 2, God says, set your mind on things above and not on the things that are on earth. In fact, Paul is such a wonderful example of the proper biblical perspective between heaven and earth. We know that he faced overwhelming persecution on earth, and yet he never once lost sight of heaven. In 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 10, he says, we are afflicted in every way, but we are not crushed. We're perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. And then he goes on to say in verse 16 to 18, We do not lose heart, though our outer man is decaying, our inner man is being renewed day by day for momentary and light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. And in Romans eight eighteen, he told the church at Rome, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. John MacArthur said it well said we don't seek to escape this life by dreaming of heaven but we do find that we can endure this life because of the certainty of heaven heaven is eternal earth is temporal those who fix all of their affections on the ephemeral realities of this passing world are the real escapists because they're vainly attempting to avoid facing eternity by hiding in the fleeting shadows of things that are only transient you see we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For again, the things that are seen are temporary, but those that are not are eternal. For we know that if this earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, 
we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 4, 18. The reality, sisters, is that our earthly bodies are fading. And in times like this, we become more aware of our transient nature of our life here on this earth. Life is brief compared to eternity. And therefore, our focus and our hope should always be in what is to come and not in the here and now. I think if I'm honest with each of you, I have struggled a lot through this pandemic shutdown, and I still do. My heart has just been so heavy and so weary. There have been a lot of times that I've found myself in tears and just feeling discouraged and even hopeless, grieving, which once was wishing that my kids didn't have to go through something like this or that their life is never going to be normal, quote unquote, normal, whatever that is. Um, just frustrated with what our current reality is. And I've tried to, you know, see clearly through the mess of it all. And it's been inundated with so much information. The news and social media has just left me crippled on many occasions. But each time that this has happened, I found myself crying out to God and being reminded of two things, that God is faithful and he's victorious. You see, this isn't the end. This is all part of the plan from the beginning. It's his redemptive purposes being worked out in every detail. And even though I can't see what's going on or understand why and how things are working the way that they are, I can trust the God of the Bible, the God I know who is trustworthy and true and faithful. And I can shift my thinking from here and now to eternity because the truth is that's where my focus should always be. When I think of eternity, it motivates me to want to redeem my day, to live life fully, to be faithful in small moments and big. The eternal perspective also drives my worship and it motivates my parenting. It pushes me out of my comfort zone to be a gospel witness to those around me. And it gives me that unshakable hope. Because nothing and no circumstance is ever going to change where my eternity lies and the reality that it stands firm. Oh, that's awesome. And so at the end of the day, our encouragement to ourselves and to you is to redefine your expectations, always making sure they are biblical, to hope in Christ, not in our ever-changing circumstances, and to shift your perspective to eternity. Thanks be to God through Christ victory on the cross we have the freedom and the ability to say no to sinful ways to sinful thoughts and to choose to think truth the reality of forever reminds us to prioritize eternity and our hopes for our children by god's grace i can resist the temptation to treat my circumstances as interruptions to my will for my life this life is not about me because dear sisters eternity changes everything Stephen Whitmer said it well, God has not only secured a perfect future for his people, he has vividly described that future for us in the pages of the Bible. Why? Because he's not content with the timid, fragile living produced by a wimpy vision of the future. God wants his people longing for the new creation, up on tiptoe, living toward it. He wants us restlessly patient for the future so that we're incredibly productive in the present. That's why he's told us going to be. And I don't think I've ever longed for heaven more oh, than during this time. Right. I truly cannot even wait. So what do we do in the waiting as we hope for heaven? 
we obey his command to make disciples. Our hearts should be burdened for the lost souls around us, first and foremost, in our homes with our children. Mm. We should be living examples of Christ to them and to the fallen world around us. We should be salt and light in a world that is dark and broken. The only hope worth offering is that of Christ. So thanks so much for listening today. We look forward to continuing with you all on this journey as we seek to redeem mommyhood every day through the power of the gospel.